Welcome to another episode of The Power of Stuttering. My name is Nelson, and I'm a person who stutters. Last week I spoke a bit about speech therapy and some of the things I worked on in speech therapy and how I try to incorporate all those things I learned outside um, in actual speaking situations. Um, Today I will talk a little bit more in depth about how stuttering affects real life situations uh, such as stuttering at work and deciding on a career. if you heard uh, the last podcast, you know you might recall that I spoke about um, I, I had a fear of not being able to establish a successful career in a field of of the choice that I picked because of my stuttering, um, and also how speech therapy helped me build the confidence and lessen anxiety and fear whenever it came to job interviews. So today, um, I work in the right-of-way industry. Um, A lot of my work requires interacting with tenants with a good mix of working on parcel research for transportation projects. Um, it's not something I, I want to do for the rest of my career, but it is a good stepping stone to where I hope to be someday, and that is to be an urban planner. In fact, you know, I recently got uh, accepted into grad school, so it was uh, exciting to see that, you know, I'm I'm on my way to accomplishing uh, that goal of, um, in fact, though, I did not always want to be a urban planner. Um, in college, you know, I considered going into education policy, um, because I, I was a lot, and I still, you know, I'm into education and higher ed. I think it's extremely important and is one of those topics that I'm truly interested in, um. But at the end of the day, it, I, I felt like it wasn't a career path that I was going to enjoy at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I was a, polit- a political science major, so you, you can kind of make the con- connection between the two right there. But I also considered law school. I even took a couple of uh, law courses as an undergrad, um, and I had a great time. I really enjoyed them. I, you know, I felt like I was grasping the concepts, and you know, at the time, it felt like, okay, you know, I might become an attorney then. Um, but at the end of the day, it was also very super intimidating um, to think about going to law school as being a person who has a speech impediment. Um, You know, you hear, you know, you hear all these things that happen in law school, you know, you get cold called, you know, and and it's that element of surprise that can truly be intimidating as a person who stutters, you know. And and so I felt like I would be on high anxiety all the time. And I'm sure, like, everybody is, all, you know, like, everybody 
in the classroom already is <laughs> extremely anxious and scared and all that. And so I just think like having a stutter, which is going to add on a little bit to that. Um, but even so, I still attempted, you know, I still gave it a, a, a huge consideration. I, I began to study for the LSAT and you know I was beginning to go into it I was taking exams and I realized like oh my god this is really hard and and so I took a step back right and I truly began to think about it you know is this something I'm going for because I truly want to become this at some at some point in my life and then on the other side of the coin is am I scared to pursue this only because of my speech and so it's always been a tough a tough um it's always been tough to decipher between is is this something I don't want to do or is this something that my speech is is holding me back on and you know I, I gave some thought you know and I was in undergrad still and I think at the end of the day uh you know my speech yeah it was a little bit of a factor but I don't think it was the a determining one I think at the end of the day I didn't feel like I was going to put in you know all my time and effort into law school. Like, I don't think I was going to be able to make the sacrifices that could come with going to school, and particularly going to law school. And then I, and in terms of my speech, you know, I also considered, you know, okay, if I do go to law school, what type of attorney am I going to be? You know, if if I go into litigation, <laughs> you know, and, you know, how is that going to be? You know, if someday I'm in court, I'm going to have a really hard time in court. So, you know, you go, all these, all these things, you know, come to mind, and I... I you know, that's kind of how I am. Like, I think so far ahead, like, because of my speech, right? Every time I considered a career, I imagine myself in that position, in the highest position possible, in a high anxiety moment where I have to talk, and I, th I think to myself, am I going to be able to do it, you know? Is that something that I can do? And on the other side, is, is that something I want to do even if I have even if I have a hard time in a speaking situation so it's it a lot goes into it you know as being a person who stutters you know especially if your if your career is it's going to be like in an office you know types heading uh it's very professional you know you constantly you know have to interact interact with people and and that's that sort of thing so that was a part of me when I can when I was considering to going into law um, and so yeah I mean it's it's already a tremendous challenge to go to law school and I think that having a speech impediment seemed like it would interfere in school and eventually my in in a career and i feel like if it interfered in school like how successful would i even be at that point like am i even going to be able to get through school you know and so after a while i decided i was not going to pursue it anymore you know it's like i said it it was a moment where I had to think about it a lot and make sure that I wasn't giving up on that goal because of speech, because of my speech. 
and it was more because I didn't feel like I had it in me that I was going to be dedicated enough to pursuing that career path. And but also the other determining factor was, uh, you know, I was in undergrad. I already had taken out loans to pay for school. And I was thinking if I jump to school, as soon as I get out of here, I'm, I'm going to need to apply for other loans and, and so forth. And so, you know, it just didn't add up also. You know, it's just I don't think it made any sense to me personally to go into that, especially if I still had concerns whether it was something I could do. And so I decided eventually that it was going to be something I wasn't going to do. You know, and I, after all, you know, I, even though my stutter did kind of influence a decision there, I, I've always been, you know, I've been okay at not allowing my stutter control such a life decision as such. You know, it, it can kind of control how I engage with people, how much I talk to people, and that sort of thing. But whenever it has come to my, you know, my job or picking a career and all those things, I've always had a better sense of control over it. And I haven't allowed it to, to determine all those things. Because if, if, you know, if I allow it, is there a job where I don't, you know, have to... <laughs> have to engage in conversation, I feel like every job requires some sort of, I have to talk to to somebody, you know, so it's not something that I can escape, and it's something that I'm going to have to accept, and I have accepting, accepted that, okay, it you know, any job that I do is going to require a certain amount of communication, and so I think it's just a matter because I've I've had to like in the past I've I've sat down and I attempted to pick out a career where it was going to be well I didn't attempt to pick out a career but I sat down and analyzed it right? I was I was trying to see if there is a career where I don't have to engage in conversation but I thought about it I'm like wow you know at some point I'm gonna have to engage in a conversation either like a formal one you know informal give a, a presentation a report anything like that and so you know after all i am i'm a, i'm much more than just a person who stutters you know and so after college i decided i wanted to pursue a career in urban planning. You know, I want to study urban design along with a mixture of transportation. So essentially, I, I want to make sure that a city, obviously, it looks good, that the people in the city are happy about how it looks and all that stuff, but also take into consideration, you know, how putting a building at a certain location is going to assist people and help people in terms of how they get around and taking into consideration the policies that go into that, right? Because, yeah, you know, if I decide to put up a building, right, in a place, it may look amazing right there, but is it actually going to to help people and I think that's why I've decided to go into it because I think not a lot of people take into into consideration right kind of the the benefits of having everything around you and having it accessible ensuring that everybody can have access to locations as a store as transportation jobs and all all sorts of things and so 
I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here on urban planning because I <laughs> I really enjoy the topic. And so, you know, today, you know, our design, especially in L.A., is just not accessible anymore. It doesn't help anybody because in the 60s and 70s, I believe, um, or a little bit earlier than that, is when... Everyone decided, okay, you know, it's cool to be in a city, but I want to have a home in the suburbs. And so it became this thing, right, that, okay, everyone's going to have a house in the suburbs. Everyone's going to come to the city, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get our stuff. What do we need to do? Go back home. And so everything was centered around city, you know, in this case, you know, in LA. And so, you know, we had infrastructure like freeways, you know, cars. And at that point, you know, traffic isn't such an issue, right? And so it's fine. You know, at that point in the 20th century, it helped. Everyone was happy. But today, in the 21st century, we have such a huge problem because we have people who live, you know, so away from a city that they don't have access to what a city would offer to them. And so it's about ensuring that, you know, we somehow change how we utilize everything around us. I don't know if you've seen around a lot of buildings are now going to, you know, you have apartments at the top and businesses underneath or something else underneath and then they're, and they're intending to combine the two things because if you have people up there, all they have to do is go down if they have to go to the store or something or go to eat at a, at a place or get some coffee or anything like that. And so, yeah. Okay, I'm getting super off topic there, but I just want to point that out, and that's kind of why I'm going into this, because I am passionate about that. I'm passionate about ensuring that everybody has access to anything, you know, ensuring that the placement of a building is not just because, oh, it looks amazing there, right? It's going to look amazing, and the city's going to look great. It's not just about that. There's a lot more that goes into that, and so, yeah. And so, about, um, I think it was about a year after I stopped going to college. And I say stop going to college because I finished college um, in between a school year. So, I did a semester and I was done. And then I basically just, I spent the entire other semester just attempting to get a job and applying to jobs and so forth. And so it was like a year after where I ended up with uh, the city. I was, you know, I, I ended up in a city. And at that point, I still thought I was going to go into education when when people would ask me, right? I'm like, oh, okay, you know, what type of stuff are you interested in? Oh, um, I'm interested in higher ed, you know, and policy and all that but then you know as time went by I learned more about about the job there and that's kind of how I became interested in urban planning and I think it was um I think it all went good and that I think it just had to happen right in that sense like you know you spend a lot of time in undergrads you know well, a lot of people, you know, trying to decide on a career type of area, you know, they're interested in. But I think you don't really quite grasp what you're getting into until you have actual experience in an area. And if you see if you actually enjoy it, right? Because I can say, I could have said, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm into higher ed, you know, like, uh, well, I think that's kind of bad that's kind of a bad example because I actually did have some experience and I did like it. But let's say I decided to go law school 
And after real law school, I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. It sucks. It's terrible. It's trash. I don't. <laughs> I hate myself. I don't want to do this. You know, I I hate it. And because I didn't have certain experience, and the only experience I had in law, I was an assistant to a couple of attorneys, and I honestly can tell you it was awful. <laughs> I don't know if it was the attorneys or it was. The type of job, right? Like, I it was hard to tell between, okay, is it the the type of job I'm doing, like just in general, the stuff that I have to do, or is it the attorneys? But either way, I had an awful time, and I think that also kind of showed me right that eh, perhaps going into this field is not particularly the correct thing to do, and. And so, yeah, you know, eventually, I, as I said, um, um, I ended up picking urban planning. I'm happy that, you know, I studied for the GRE, I took it, I applied, and I got in. And I'm happy that I actually followed through because it shows me that I, I'm actually into it, right? I don't tend to get, uh, you know, is it with uh, zodiac signs or whatever? I don't know what it's called. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But, you know, as a Gemini, right, a lot of people say that all of us have, like, a duality. And I think to a certain extent, I think it's true, uh, at least to me, because I... You know, I'm the type of person that at times I'm like, I'm in a day I can be like, oh, I can, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do that, I like this, I love that, and then the next day I'm like, eh, I'm not really into that. I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. And so, you know, I I change a lot, and <laughs> it depends how I feel and a lot of stuff like that, you know. And I think that applies to whenever I was trying to pick a uh, a path towards a career here also so i'm happy that i know this is the career i i want to pursue someday and, and yeah so i'm excited about that and in september i'll be in school again hopefully if everything that's going on right now everything you know goes a little bit back to normal um so yeah that is in terms of a career house stuttering, you know, can have an effect, and I don't know if this is the same for every person who stutters, but I'm just sharing what it has done to me in terms of that. Overall, it hasn't really had a big impact, although I do always put it in in the conversation whenever I was considering a career, you know, so that is what I will accomplish someday. But how do I handle, uh, you know, today and and the daily speaking interactions I have at work with clients, co-workers, and tenants? It's not always easy, you know. In fact, it almost never is. Um, however, I I have made progress as times go as the time goes you know so first i want to talk about how i handle speaking situations at the office with other people there um you know with coworkers managers and the president of the company who is my boss you know, I mentioned on the last episode that when speaking to authority figures at work, I seem to struggle a bit. Um, you know, I think I think that comes with the pressure of performing in the private sector, and you know, I I can see that the you know pressure of the private sector is something that is real 
you know, and I, I continue to learn that each day. You know, if I've spoken to you about my job, you know, you know that sometimes I work. <laughs> I have, I've been at my job from 8 in the morning, from almost 8 in the morning to about 2 a.m. And so it's that type of thing that comes a lot, it comes with a lot of stress, you know, it comes with a lot of work and and the ability to perform is great because if you can't perform, they're going to probably let you go. And so I think there's a lot of struggle there. You know, I've had a lot, I've grown up a lot in terms of, in terms of, you know, being a professional, um, learning on the fly, and so it, it comes with a lot of stress, you know, and a lot of added stress, like actual stress based on the stuff that I have to do to perform. In addition to, you know, in addition to the stress that I know I have to get a report or I have to maybe get on the phone, make a call, get in contact with somebody and so forth. So I think the pressure of making sure my work is the best that it can be, I think I apply that pressure on myself because I somehow hope that it will overshadow my speech impediment. You know, I hope that it's something that I I have always attempted to do that, especially in the beginning. You know, whenever I'm at a new job, you know, I always try to make sure I understand everything, make sure I'm grasping everything. And whenever I'm given a task, I always try to do 110%. You know, I always try to go 110% because I want them to know that I can do the job. That yes, I have a stutter and yes, at times I will have a hard time, you know, getting in communication with you and trying to tell you something. However, I can do the job. You know, and so I always take the first month or two to hone in on the job, ensure that I learn as quickly as I can, ensuring that I understand everything. And even whenever I have questions, I don't ask. <laughs> it's a bad habit. It's terrible. And it's something that I'm trying to improve. But it's something that I do to myself because I somehow, in my mind, I believe that, you know, I believe that if I put in the work and I do all this extra stuff, make sure that everything's great, that it'll somehow overshadow everything else. That that even if they pay attention to my setter, you know, they're going to say, it's okay, he knows how to do, do the job, you know, and so he's... He's helpful, you know, like, you know, he's a part of the team. He can help us. You know, I, I discussed that with my mentor. I, I discussed that my mentor is the one that, you know, brought it up, you know, my speech. And so the whole idea of me having to put in the extra effort into my job the first month or two, you know, it somehow shatters that idea in a sense, because he came up to me and he told me, so it obvious, it is obvious that I can't, can't keep it a secret that eventually people are going to notice that I have a speech impediment that at some point it's going to become obvious thing that I have a hard time you know you know and it was a reality that I had to face at some point you know and eventually it took me to speech therapy so in a sense it was a good thing everything that happened before then you know and so at my current job the dynamic between my coworkers and Manager is awesome, you know, everyone, it's a small company, so everyone gets along, we talk, we 
choke around. Uh, you know, everyone's always open to assisting each other, which I thought is was amazing for being, you know, in the private sector, you know, and, and I think it has to do because it is a smaller company, but it's still great, you know, to have that kind of support around because I think as a person who stutters, you will do much better in that type of situation instead of being in a situation where you're constantly being pressured to perform and constantly on your own and so forth. You know, and even though we, even though we get along, you know, everybody gets along, we all have a good time together, it doesn't always translate to me having uh, fluency. I think that as the more comfortable I get with people, my stutter comes out a bit, you know, comes out a lot at times and and it's okay you know it's it, it's fine you know my speech I, at the end of the day it depends on the subject also you know i i have times where if we're speaking about giving a report you know so we're giving updates and so forth i i tighten up a lot you know like i tense up a bit I attempt to ensure that whatever I'm going to say is going to come out as fluent as possible, but also ensuring that whatever I'm going to say is something that the people around me are going to be able to understand, you know, because as the person who stutters, sometimes I flip everything around. Sometimes I start to say something, I I struggle to say something, and so I tr I kind of scramble to say something, and sometimes I'm, I, I say a word or I might say something, and then in that context, it might seem like a little awkward. But in my mind, and you know, it's just how I, it just comes to me, right? And I say it, and I know, I know exactly what what I'm trying to say. It's just that physically, it's not happening. You know, and so, and so yeah so my speech depends on the subject if we're just casually talking you know about maybe something we saw on tv something that happened in a game or anything like that then i tend to be okay you know i tend to be a lot more calmer um i'm all right you know like yeah i have a moment of this fluency over here and there but overall i feel okay um I'm talking about a report or giving a report. I'm usually a little bit anxious, you know, and like I said, a little bit tense as well. And so mentally and emotionally, I have improved tremendously on how much I allow those situations to affect me. You know, in the past, as I've said before, you know, especially when giving a report or an update, that if, if I had a moment with this fluency, I kind of just gave up. You know, I gave up on attempting it. I, you know, I kind of just, in my mind, I quit, you know, but I, I still had to speak, right? So every time I say I, I, I give up, I don't mean that I just stopped talking and left because I can't do that either. But in my mind, I just, I gave up. You know, I just allowed it to happen i didn't have you know all that anxiety i allowed it to affect me you know all the emotions that come in that type of situation i allowed them to take control over me and i already had established that i just couldn't speak you know like i i was awful at it i sucked i sucked at speaking you know and and i think it was a tough transition from going to that to being able to, in the moment, mentally tell myself that it's okay. It's okay to stutter. Just continue, you know? So today, you know, I, I can, I move past them pretty quickly in the moment. After, after the speaking situation at the office happens, if I'm going to report... 
And I'm just having a hard time, right? Like, I just can't get a sound out. Like, it's just really, really terrible. And I've had those times. You know, I go into my manager's office and, you know, sometimes I don't want to go, but I know I have to go. So I go, I walk in, I knock on his door, you know, and he's cool, you know, like he's really cool. And, but it's, 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 it's like I said, it's not just a lot of things go into speaking, like, like the person you're talking to, the subject you're going to talk about, and then the substance of the subject, like, is it a good thing about the subject, a bad thing about the subject, you know, and all that in addition to actually having to talk. And so I have to go in there and tell myself it's okay to stutter. I have to go in there and analyze the situation, kind of see how I've been speaking uh, on in the day to make sure that if I'm having a good day in terms of speech or like is it a okay day, a bad day in terms of speech and ensure that I'm properly using the correct, you know, uh, strategies as I'm engaging in conversation. So now, you know, I move past them quickly, but after the fact, I go back and try to figure out why I might have struggled as much as I did, but I'm also getting better at incorporating, you know, techniques as I speak. Being mindful is extremely important. If you're a person who stutters, being able to stay in the moment and being able to capture a moment where you're being disfluent and see it as objectively as you possibly can is crucial. I, I can't stress that enough along with acceptance, you know, because it it won't help you to have all these techniques and strategies that you can use as you speak, if in the moment you, you're unable to incorporate them. Let's say you're speaking um, and you're having a moment of disfluency and you don't even attempt to incorporate, you know, a technique or a strategy. Like, I know it's hard. It's very, very hard to start incorporating those things. But if you slowly attempt to at least... One time, if you attempt to incorporate one, it'll help you. Even if it helps you in the moment or not, at least you attempted it. And I think that's something that I picked up in speech therapy that has helped me a lot. You know, that attempting to incorporate these things, even if they're successful or not. Because even if I have a a quote-unquote technique or a strategy that has helped me in speech therapy it's not always going to help me i've had times where i've tried incorporating techniques and it just doesn't help me and i walk home like what happened there it it had it has always helped me up to this point and so i discovered that techniques are not it's not a cure right it's not something that is going to you you know it's something that it's there to help you it's there to assist you you know whenever you're having a, a tough time it's not uh, a quick fix it's not you know a cure or anything So, you know, after I analyze the speaking situation, I take that into account. You know, if I attempted to use a technique as I was speaking to a coworker or a client, or if I was attempting to speak to uh, my manager. So, being mindful is extremely important. You know, it's, it is essential to me because it allows me to address it on the go and use, as I said, some of the techniques I gain in speech therapy, you know, and and there's a lot of them. And so it, it kind of depends on the sound I'm struggling with or the person I'm talking to 
or even the location I'm at, you know, sometimes the environment around me can have an influence on my speech. I know that sounds, if you don't stutter, I know that might sound a little odd, but it does have an effect on people as well. You know, and I guess an example, you know, is at work I have been in high, you know, anxiety inducing moments along with uh, stressful ones. So in those cases, you know, I always, I remind myself to make sure I take breath in, have good support. And because one of the things I discovered in speech therapy is that I do not always have good breath support. You know, and so many times I stutter, I feel like I do not have enough air to produce sounds. You know, we did a lot of breathing exercises in therapy that helped establish breath support, but also helped to calm me down a lot. You know, it's, it's simple techniques, but it helps. You know, and the goal here is to take a deep breath in, have good breath support, but I also want to begin incorporating other techniques as I speak in those situations. In the moment, as I said, it's very difficult to think about a strategy I can use. And so, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I don't. But as taking a deep breath becomes automatic, you know, I will be able to begin incorporating other techniques. And hopefully in an episode, I'll go more into detail about some of the techniques I use and maybe the times I might incorporate them and so forth. So yeah, you know, at having a stutter in an office type setting can be very challenging. Um, I feel like I'm lucky and blessed enough to be in an office that is as I said, you know, everyone gets along with each other. Um, there's always that one person, right, in the office. <laughs> so, yeah, we have that one person. But other than that, everyone else is great. Um, you know, I get along with everybody, you know, and so forth. And, you know, I think it's all about attitude also. You know, I I think that... I I have a a pretty good attitude at the office. I don't feel like I'm ever in a mood at the office. I've always feel like I'm very positive. I ensure that I stay positive because all that af- affects my speech. You know, and even if when I'm stressed, when even if I do get upset, you know, I try to keep it internally and be like, okay, it is. You know, I it's just it is what it is. But like 85% of the time, I say I keep it positive and with everybody, you know, I always, if if I see somebody who needs help, I always make sure I ask them if they need help, you know, I can help them. I always offer help to people, you know, even if it's something that it's a small task or anything like that, I always make sure that I help anyone around me. And I think it helps because it helps you to get comfortable, right? As you open up, you know, as because I think the biggest a, a challenge, I don't want to say it's the biggest, but a challenge of having a stutter in an office type setting is that it takes time to get comfortable. It takes a lot of time, at least to me personally. You know, I've been in my job for about seven months so I started in September and I would say I wasn't fully comfortable till around January yeah so it, it took me a while to get comfortable you know to finally accept that okay I can handle this I can do this I belong here and they've kept me and they haven't hired me because I I can do the job right and so it, it takes a while as a person who stutters to get comfortable in the office at work and I think a, 
I think something that is kind of specific to the type of job I do is that I go to people's houses, people that I don't know, I've never seen them in my life, and we usually have to have a very difficult conversation. You know, I, I, I'm not going to go into the details of exactly the, the conversations, but it's, you, know, you can imagine you're going to a stranger's house, you know, you, you have to tell them something they're, they're not going to enjoy, and a lot of the times they come out angry at you, you know, and so it just adds on to it. Again, as I mentioned, you know, the people are important. The location is important and how I f feel is important. So if I'm having a good day, I might be I might be able to go into that home and have that conversation with that person and handle it much smoother. If I'm having a bad day already and I have to go and talk with someone in their home that I've n never seen in my life before, have a difficult conversation with them it might be even a lot more challenging to me you know and I want to give an example of <laughs> so it's not a home but it's a business right and we had to go and have this conversation with the, the owner she speaks us uh, Spanish and so and I also speak it correctly and so I was assigned to that right so it was a, a list of businesses I believe it's six yeah so I worked with one I think all the businesses speak Spanish only and so I worked with all of them you know, eventually my time came to an end with one. You know, we did whatever we had to do. We handled everything correctly in Spanish. <laughs> I want to keep saying that because I want to stress that because the point of this story is going to highlight how people can view you, you know, because of a stutter, because you have a stutter. And so, yeah, you know, eventually I had to go this conversation with this person she's hostile she's extremely hostile and all this mind using Spanish I'm trying to explain to her you know everything that's happening how everything's gonna happen her options and so forth right and she calls the office and she starts to complain about everybody because it was a, I think it was, at that point it was three of us um, who had a discussion with her. And she said about me that I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> she she claimed that I, I don't speak Spanish. And to me it was like, huh? I just had a conversation with you in Spanish a week ago. I don't understand how you're saying that. And it, it, it didn't click to me, right? And then it came to my mind, is it because of my stutter? She thinks I can't speak Spanish because of my stutter? And so she complained, right? Like, oh, you guys are sending me people who don't even speak Spanish. He was terrible. But all those other things are besides the point because she's just hostile and hates everything and is always angry. But the point is, I consider myself to speak Spanish. I feel like I speak Spanish okay. Like, I can have a conversation in Spanish. And so, and to her, and she kind of used my speech impediment to say that I don't speak Spanish. When in reality, I probably stutter the same amount in Spanish and in English. Like, it, it doesn't quite change a lot you know the only thing that could change is that I probably don't know something in Spanish I don't know how to say something in Spanish or something like that but but other than that like I feel like my speech is kind of the same in terms of how fluent I am 
And so I thought it was interesting, you know, and, and then it began to, it, it began to happen again, you know, like people, like I've, I've had situations where people who speak Spanish attempt to speak English to me because they think I can't speak Spanish. And so it's just like idea that because I stutter, I can't speak Spanish. And a lot of times in my job, I have to, you know, I have to speak in Spanish because the people I'm assisting are people who don't speak any English. And so, yeah, it's very, I don't know, it's just, it's something that I deal with, you know, like, and I guess the, I guess the part of that that is kind of stressful to me is that maybe, you know, my boss is going to think, oh, he can't speak Spanish, he said he can. Although, although, you know, they've kind of heard me speak Spanish. And so it's just like, okay, you know, I wonder how people are going to react to that. And here's another thing. I probably should have talked about this earlier, but I'd never disclosed my stutter in any interview or as soon as I got the job. And up to this point, I haven't. I haven't openly told, you know, HR and my manager that I have a speech impediment. To this point, it hasn't come up. To this point, I know everybody can tell, though, okay? Like, I know everybody can tell, but I haven't openly told people that, hey, I have a stutter. Now, if I could go back in time and redo my interview, I would probably incorporate that. I would probably, you know, say that, look, I have a speech impediment. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't truly interfere with anything it's just something that I do like it happens it just might take me a little bit of time to say something but yeah and that's something that I learned in speech therapy right introducing myself as a person who stutters and a lot of it helps me alleviate the situations because I feel like it would alleviate a lot of the early stress I felt at the job Never had to speak that additional stress of trying to be fluent and it isn't a healthy thing to do like so if you have a stutter and you you know you're trying to portray yourself as a fluent person it's not healthy because I think you're just adding additional stress to yourself you're adding additional anxiety that you shouldn't really take on because it's already so challenging to speak you know, the physical aspect of speaking is already such a challenge, such a stress that whenever you 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 attempt to uh, you know perceive or attempt to perceive yourself to others as a foreign person, it's just additional stress. You know, you're constantly thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna stutter here. I need to be careful. I need to be careful. I need to be no. Allow it to happen. You know, allow it to happen. I I guess an example I give you is in, as I'm recording this, right? I know you. I know you can hear me have a hard time at times. I know you know there's probably like a gap here, a gap there. It's not intentional, but it happens because I'm allowing it to happen. And yeah, I could go back and edit this, but I've challenged myself to. I go. I'm recording this, and it's. I don't. I don't change anything because at the end of the day, I'm just having a conversation, right? I'm just having a conversation with anybody who's listening to this. And it's not like in an actual speaking conversation, I can go back and make sure I edit it. So I cut off all the stutters, right? So I can't do that in real life. So I'm not going to do that in this podcast, you know, and it's a way to get comfortable. You know, it's a, it's a way to get comfortable. It's a way to make others get familiar also with your speech and so in terms of my you know my job I feel like if I had incorporated that if I had told somebody there like hey look 
have a speech impediment, you know, sometimes it just takes me a little bit of time to say anything that I need to say, but it's, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not something that's going to keep me from executing any of, the, any of the tasks that I need to do. I feel like if I would have incorporated that early on, I feel like I would have gotten a lot more comfortable at an earlier time, and I, I think everybody would be on the same page and have a better understanding, you know. But, and it 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 just goes to show that, in, in a career, you, you know, I think a part of it is that you know you don't really, you know, you can't tell how people are gonna take that, you know, like. Sometimes people might take that the a wrong way. You know, they might see it as an obstacle for you, for you to do the job. And so I understand the, you know, kind of the concerns that come with that. And I think that's kind of why at first I didn't, well, at first, I mean, I didn't at all say that I had a stutter in any of my interviews or early on. Because I felt like I would be judged, or I would I would be seen as incapable, and so I think that's part of why it takes such a long time for me, as a person who stutters, to get comfortable. Until I feel like okay, I kind of I showed them that I can do the job. I showed everybody that I'm capable of helping. I'm part of the team. I could do anything, you know, and so, yeah, you know, I think that's pretty much covers what it's like to have a stutter at, at work and how stuttering can affect, it can, it doesn't always, but it could affect, you know, establishing a career or trying to pick a career. I know it did affect me. Personally, it did. You know, when it came to a career a little bit, you know, I always, it's always been a, in the consideration. Um, and at the office, you know, how it affects me on the daily, you know, I spoke about how I, I go to people's homes and I have to have conversations with people I've never spoken to or giving reports at the office, updates at the office about a certain project and how when we're just having casual talk you know it seems to be okay and all those things and the things that go into it right you know i spoke about how long it takes to get comfortable you know because as a person who stutters you're you're putting additional stress and pressure on yourself to make sure you get the job done correctly make sure it's done good so that it can somehow overshadow fact that you know you have a stutter and so i guess the advice for today i'm gonna try to i'm trying to give advice at the end of each episode so the advice that i have today is that if you feel comfortable if you're going to an interview perhaps you begin by introducing yourself as a person who stutters and i say that because it might help you in in an interview, an interview is already super scary to do. I know everybody has a hard time with interviews, and we all have anxiety about interviews. So you can imagine how a person who stutters feels about going into an interview. So it's an advice that I give. It's it's an advice that even I have to take into consideration because it's something that I haven't done. So I don't. I, I I'm going to give this advice to myself and to anybody else as a stutter you know whenever you have a job interview again attempt to you know if you feel comfortable always if you feel comfortable you know um introduce yourself as a person who stutters you know and then it might help you alleviate some of the anxiety in the interview and it might also help you get more comfortable if you happen to get the job if you do get get the job you know it might help you get more comfortable in the office or whatever type of job it is a lot more quicker as well so that's going to be my advice on stuttering for today and i quickly 
want to say that I hope everybody is taking care of themselves. These are very strange times, and I know it's very stressful for a lot of people, for everyone to a certain extent. Um, you know, ensure that you're getting in touch with the people you care about. Make sure you, I don't know, shoot them a text, see how everybody is, you know. If you can, remember to stay at home, you know. Um, I know it's very, very challenging right now. I I don't know how I'm recording this. I've been having a really bad time, to be honest with you. But, you know, I push myself to make sure I get this recording in tonight. Um, so, so, yeah, I hope everybody's staying healthy. hope everybody is taking care of themselves, you know, especially... especially mentally and emotionally, um, but obviously f physically as well. Um, yeah, just ensure that everyone you care about is okay. Um, and Maybe even reach out to somebody you haven't been in contact with for a while. See how, how everybody is holding up. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one um hopefully some it was interesting enough um if there's something you know if you do have me on instagram then you know i'll be posting it there and seeing how if there's a topic people care about but yeah i'll see you guys on the next one